Hey, bot makers, this is Matt Schlicht. Welcome to episode two of the Botcast. You are listening to the Chatbots Magazine Botcast, where we uncover the secret lives of chatbots, artificial intelligence, natural language processing, and conversational experiences. Let's get to it, bot makers. Hey, bot makers, welcome to episode two of the Botcast. I'm your host, Matt Schlicht, founder and editor of Chatbots Magazine. And with me, I have your co host, Ben Parr. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing, Matt? Pretty good. <laughs> Excited to get this second post, uh, this second podcast up. I think our first podcast did pretty well, but I am excited. A lot about of our people, a lot of people listen to it, and thank you all for listening and sharing. I hope you'll share this edition of the podcast as well. Yes, as you probably noticed, we have a uh, different version of the intro music this time. So let us know what you think about that. So on this podcast, sorry, on this botcast, we have a lot of awesome ah, stuff that we're going to ah, talk about. Ah. So. One, uh, we're going to talk about our upcoming New York City meetup for Chatbots Magazine, which is super Yeah, awesome. you got to come out if you're in New York. You have to come out. It is our second meetup ever. The first one was in San Francisco, and it was awesome. The second thing we're going to talk about are five bots you should try out this week. Some of them are awesome. Some of them will be awesome, but they didn't really work correctly when we tried them. And a third thing that we're going to talk about is the top articles from the past week on chatbotsmagazine.com, which... You guys rocked it this week. Super awesome posts. And of course, our last and final segment, which is probably our favorite, which is the Ask Chatbots Magazine segment, where we answer questions from you, the community. And it, it is great. So, Ben, you ready to do this? Let's do it. All right. So, first up, Chatbots Magazine Meetup. We are coming to New York City, and we are doing a meetup. And we couldn't be more excited. It's August 3rd. 8.30 p.m. at the Penny Farthing. I have personally not been there, but Ben tells me that his sources have informed him that it is awesome. I've been there before. It's a fantastic oh. place. Well, Ben's been there. I, I have not been there. so they got, a, they got a basement bar. That's where we'll be. Awesome. I mean, as more and more bot developers, designers, and, and innovators kind of are born and participate in this community, I think it's super important that we build a really strong community of people who are constantly sharing ideas and supporting one another and, and kind of always trying to inspire everybody. So that's why we do these meetups. That's why we do the podcast. That's why we do all of this. And we can't wait to see everyone at the Chatbots Magazine New York City meetup on August 3rd, 8.30 p.m. at the Penny Farthing. And Ben and I will for sure be there. Yep, we're flying in. We're flying in just to see you guys. Uh, plus, we have a lot of crazy bot-related meetups that we kind of have to go to as well. So, second up, uh, we have this week's five bots to try. Now, before we get into this, I just have to kind of explain to you that I thought these all looked very cool, and I wanted to try them, and some of them really impressed me. Some of them, I think, will become very cool, and I know that people are working on them around the clock, but they didn't quite work perfectly now. And... I think for this podcast and Chatbots Magazine and just generally when we talk about bots, we shouldn't only focus on what's working, but I think it's important that we also talk about what's not. And when we, when we talk about a bot that didn't work perfectly, I also really want to be clear that we're not saying that we don't like that bot. We're not making fun of that bot. We're just being very transparent on our experience, and we hope that we offer constructive criticism, and, and, and that's, that's kind of what so, we're going for here. So look, look, the bot industry is young. The bot industry is early. Um, a lot of the interfaces are still going to be new, and people are still figuring it out. So 
Um, you, everyone, you all figure it out. But if you have a bot that you want to have us feature or talk about or show, so shoot it to us. Tweet, at, tweet it at us at Ben Parr, at Matt PRD, or at Chatbots Magazine. Uh, send it to us. We'll take a look. Maybe we'll feature it next week. Yep. And if it, even if it doesn't work perfectly, we'll, we might still feature it. And, and that's okay because we will use it and we will give you our feedback. So first up, we have the Streak Trivia Bot. And by the way, every single bot I'm talking about here, we found in the bots group on Facebook, which if you are not in that group yet, you should, you should definitely join. We'll put a link in the description of this podcast. So the first bot that we tried is the Streak Trivia Bot, which is super, super cool. I, I really love this bot. Um, and I'm interested in, in knowing what when Ben thought as well. So basically, this bot, when you message it, you uh, it's it asks if you would like to get notified once a day at 1 p.m. Pacific time every time there is a uh, basically a community trivia. And so at 1 p.m. it sends out this notification that says, "Hey, a, a, a streak trivia is about to start. Would you like to join?" And if you say yes. Then it starts firing these questions at you, and as long as you're getting the questions right, and it gives you buttons to say yes or no, you, it keeps asking you questions. And it's basically who can play the longest, which is pretty awesome. So, like, who can get the most number of right answers in a row? And that's it's like a, who, it's that's like a little bit of a Reddit experiment. So, look, uh, I, it's a simple concept, but I like the concept. Uh, it opens up for some more, like, messaging is all about connecting people, you know, usually one-on-one, but this helps connect a large group of people, and I hope that we see more uh, bots that do exactly this, connect large groups of people in communal things like a trivia game or, you know, I'm looking forward to World to World of Warcraft on bots. <laughs> I don't even know, I don't even know what that looks like, but I know that there's someone somewhere who is creating that Dungeons right and now. Dragons and bots, someone build that. I'll somebody, play it. Somebody build that, send it to us, we'll review That's it. That's got to exist. Someone, please send that to me. <laughs> so, the Street Trivia Bot, built by James Wilsterman, uh, he describes it as a massively multiplayer trivia game built for Facebook Messenger, and that is exactly what it is. So, if you haven't played it, try it out. It's at m.me slash Street Trivia Bot, and it's awesome. I, uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m., I will play you, and I didn't win the game today, um, so maybe I'll win tomorrow, or maybe you will. So... That's Streak Trivia Bot, and I would give it five out of five stars for sure. Next up, we have the .com Bot, which is built by Christian Montoya, and it's described as the easiest way to find domain names and usernames quickly using using a bot. Uh, so, so I tried it out, and it's very, very simple. It's, it's not a super complicated bot at all, which bots don't really need to be complicated. It's probably a good thing. The, basically how the .com Bot works is you send it a message with with a word. So for example, chatbots. And what it does is it goes and searches if uh, what domain names are available or not available with chatbots. So it'll look at chatbots.com, chat.bot, uh, chatbots.co, etc. Um, and it'll come back and tell you this one's available, this one's not available, this one's available, and then it gives you a button to go buy it. You can also send it a at username so you can say at chatbots and it will go check different social media sites and see this one you know at chatbots on here is available at chatbots on YouTube is not available etc so it's pretty cool it's super simple but if you're looking to really quickly figure out if a domain name is available or if a username is available you could just open the dot com bot and and send it a quick message 
it's got it's got the simplicity. I think it needs a little bit more of the conversational part to explain, you know, all of its features. But as a core idea, this is a perfect use of conversational interface. Yeah, I think um, my, my advice to dot com bot would be it would be super awesome if it didn't only do a direct search for whatever I typed in, but maybe it could look up other domains that included my search term in it. So instead of just chatbots.com, it could search for thechatbots.com. Um, or instead of looking for the username chatbots, it could also look for the username thechatbots. I think that would be super, super useful. So next up, we have the third bot, which is the all set bot which if you want to go try it out, you can try it at m.me slash allsetnow. That's A-L-L-S-E-T-N-O-W. And this was built by Stas, I'm gonna butcher this name, I think, but this is built by Stas Matvienko uh, and his, the rest of the team Matvienko. at Allset. Matvienko. And it is just, they describe it as the way to seamlessly book, order, and pay ahead for your lunch at the best local restaurants in San Francisco, Palo Alto, and New York City and hopefully more cities after this. So basically, you message this bot if you're in San Francisco, Palo Alto, or New York City, and it says, okay, what is your location? You give it your address, and then it says, okay, great. Here are the restaurants that are nearby. Uh, you can browse their recommended restaurants, or you can search for a specific restaurant. You, once you've chosen a restaurant, it says, okay, great. Here are the top items from that restaurant. Uh, that that we know people like the most or you can go browse the full menu so you select um, whatever you'd like to eat when I did it I went to a sushi restaurant and I chose uh, the sashimi plate and then it says okay well how many people are you gonna be eating with and I chose two and then it let me choose a dish for for the second person um, and then after I've chosen the dish it gives me the total and then it let me it, uh, it, it was about to prompt me to purchase it and then the bot actually broke and I got a message that said, too many people are trying to use the Allset bot right now, and we can't actually complete your purchase. So that kind of sucked. I wish it would have worked. Um, but That's I a totally good reason understand. for it to break, though. Yeah, and I, and I totally understand. But, you know, People are still starting out with bots. They're not perfect yet. But the idea that I can message this bot really quick before I go out to lunch, maybe like in the morning. I can select the restaurant, choose how many people are going to be there, I can select what I'm going to eat, and then I can pay for it so that when I get to the restaurant, I just sit down, they bring me my food, and everything's already paid for. It's almost like the Uber for food, but via a bot, and I thought that was very cool. So this company, um, so Allset is actually, um, I believe, a Russian company that uh, raised a very small amount in seed funding, maybe a little over a million. Um, and it has a group of that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty a good. A group of several founders, and they take they took the concept that they did with Allset. It's AllsetNow.com, and they turned it into a bot. And I think in this case, um, it does make sense as a bot once they fix some of those pieces. But you know, a simple message, hey, like getting getting lunch set up, interesting. Yeah, I thought I thought it was very cool. And to the Allset team, we're excited for you. You have a little, you, you know, you know, you have a couple things you got to fix, but. We're super excited. So next up, we got Zoom.ai, which if you want to chat with this bot, it's at m.me slash Zoom.ai. That's Z-O-O-M-D-O-T-A-I. And it is a personal assistant who can help you book meetings, grab an Uber, schedule flights, and more, which sounds super awesome. But out of all the bots I tried, this one actually worked the least. And so when I opened it and I started talking to it on Facebook, it, it told me that it could help me with multiplication and division, and it could schedule meetings for me, and it could look up flights, 
And basically, every single thing I tried to do, it, it sadly didn't work. So I really love the idea of what Zoom.ai is doing, but it it really like when I tried to schedule you know schedule a meeting it told me oh well you have to hook up your calendar to do that which totally makes sense but I think a better experience um, and take this with a grain of salt I'm just one person a better experience would be if zoom.ai if it required me to connect my calendar before telling me that I can schedule meetings and before prompting me to do that also when I tried to do even simple multiplication and division it actually didn't work at all so I don't I don't really know what what the deal was. It, maybe I just caught them on it's, an off day, but it, it, it nothing seems like really it's, worked. So they got they have they're early and they have some um, pedigree. So Zoom.ai is actually part of the bot uh, BetaWorks's bot camp. So they received a little bit of funding from New York's BetaWorks, and um, yep. th- I'm not sure exactly where they go with it. It came out of a a startup thing in Montreal. So the founder's Canadian, and if you can nail that experience, it's great. But there's I th- also I a think, lot of competition. I love the idea. I love the idea. Like, I, I'm curious, though, how much it'll be similar to Facebook M in the long run. True. I mean, and, you, and you're right. I've seen a lot of people trying to create these, like, personal assistants. And I think the number one problem, I think it's a great idea, but the, the, the thing you need to be careful of if you're building something like this is you need to focus in on one thing and do that really, really well. And it can get very dangerous if you try to make this kind of all-in-one experience where your bot handles everything from multiplication to asking questions to scheduling meetings to ordering really Ubers. It's hard. Yeah, like, it's not, like... Even I don't, I don't even use Siri, and Apple's been working on that for years, and they have a tremendous amount of data that goes into it. So let's I think go, let's go with our I think final one. I think it's a tough one. So the last one is Flightbot, which actually worked perfectly, but I would never have a use for it in real life, at least not now. So Flightbot, you can go try it out at m.me/flightbot. That's F-L-I-G-H-T-B-O-T. and it's basically a super fun way to get aviation information. So if you are a pilot. Uh, whether you're flying huge, you know, commercial planes, or you're just a little flying a little dinky plane, this is a bot that that you can use, um, and it, it's pretty cool. It works really well. You can uh, you can figure out what the weather is. You can find nearby locations. You can figure out what routes other planes are flying. Anything you would need while you're flying a plane in like a basic format, you can pretty much get through this flight bot. Um, so I don't have my pilot's license yet, but as soon as I do, I will try to use Flightbot. And I are you hope... planning on learning how to fly? Yeah, definitely. What? Who doesn't uh, want to learn how to fly? I mean, I also want to go we... to space. Although I don't think Flightbot can help. So me with that uh, I think this is perfect for like our friend Jessica Ma, the founder of Indonero, is now a pilot, and um, things like this is perfect. Like I, I can see this for a pilot. So um, it's actually my favorite interface of the ones because it comes with the buttons on the bottom and just like here, click the buttons for our recent like. It's great interface because it says like here's some trending suggestions below when you're trying to yeah. pick an airport code, and so it's like you you know London Heathrow or SFO or uh, you know Chicago O'Hare ORD. They do a really good job of using buttons to line you through different uh, things that you can do or would want. This one's really useful for a specific subset. Props to Flightbot. Yeah, Flightbot, great job. Worked perfectly. I don't know if I'll ever use it, but I hope I do. You will because you're going to fly a plane. Right, exactly. And Flightbot, you better have your stuff together by that time because I want... Don't send me any incorrect information or my plane might crash. And that would be horrible because then Ben would just be on the botcast all by himself. All right, so next up we have our next segment, which is Top Chat 
Spot Magazine Articles of the Week, and we have three of them for you. So, the first one on Chatbot's Magazine that, that we're going to highlight is called Four Critical Questions That Chatbot Entrepreneurs Should Ask Themselves. This was written by Roger Chen, who's an early stage VC at GinaCast Ventures. Uh, and the, so the four questions that he asks, one, where in the vertical stack are you creating lasting value? And so what he's talking about here, and this is, a, this is definitely a really good question for anybody who's, who's working on a bot. Basically, what, are you, like, what is the lasting value of, of what you're making? And, and his examples is, are that, you know, he's a VC, so bot startups are pitching him all the time. And when bot startups pitch him, he says that a lot of people are pitching him that they're going to be creating better NLP, better natural language processing. And what he's saying is, look, if you're claiming that you're going to make better NLP, you better have an explanation of how you're going to beat Google, Facebook, IBM, and all the other major companies out there who are working on this. Second, he says a lot of people who uh, pitch him say they're focusing on a very specific use case when they're building their bot, and that their defensibility lies in being first to market and collecting data from a very specific set of conversational interactions. Basically saying, look, we might not be able to beat out everybody at everything, but we're going to go get the most amount of data for uh, you know, people who have alligators as pets, and then we're gonna build Where up. Where did you get that one? Alligators just, as pets. I, nice I just try to think of uh, just something very specific. Restaurants. You know? Look, look, look. So <laughs> restaurants um, who serve Italian sushi. So, if you're an entrepreneur, um, you've got to remember that your pitch is not the first time they've been pitched this. Um, you are almost certainly going to have used the same language and have the same defensibility things. You've really got to differentiate by making very clear what your value adds are and the best thing always is data yep. if you come in with like look at this data that we have on our company on our pots you're always going to be in better shape um, well, and, and, and if, you're, if, you're, if you're saying something that's very like 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 if you're saying you're going to be the the biggest database of knowledge in a certain area like you that's great you know you can say that but no investor is just going to believe that like you need to specifically you, explain yeah, you're going to technically you're gonna how you're going to do that yeah, but you need so, to explain how you're going to do that, you know? We, we, so one of the other questions in his article, um, who are you competing against? And so, great, great, uh, great question. And, Ra and everyone loves to answer uh, no one. Uh, the truth <laughs> of the matter is you need to explain. You have competition. If yeah. you're in a space and there's no competition, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, the truth is that there is competition, and you should explain and what that okay. competition is. It's okay, it's well, okay no, it's that good. you have competition. Yeah, it's like, good I think, I think a lot of first-time entrepreneurs, when someone's like, and who's your competitor, they actually like, they think the right answer is, oh, nobody. We're the only ones that have ever had this idea. Where in reality, it, the better answer is like, oh, well, I know exactly who our competition is. It's A, B, and C. But here's what they all, the three of those do wrong, and here's why we're going to beat them, and here's why we're better. Exactly. Um, the third question from his... Um, what is the ideal medium for this service? Um, and I think what he's trying to say is like a lot of people are talking about like it's not just uh, we are going to have a bot. Is it going to be a bot that uses menu and button interfaces or is it going to be yep. a bot that uses text? Where should the bot live? There's a difference between having a bot that lives on Facebook or a bot that lives on Slack or a bot that lives on Kick. Um, and I think that what he's trying to say is if you don't answer those questions you don't have a clear answer to those questions – he's not going to invest in you. Yeah, I mean, and you should know, right? These are answers, these are questions that you should have answers to. If I say, why is your bot on Facebook and not on Telegram? You need to have a really good answer. If I, you know, if I say, why are you, 
not why are you only using buttons and you're not using natural language processing? You need to have a really good answer. So his last question is that, that he wants every entrepreneur who's working on a bot startup to ask themselves is what does it take for your bot to become a, a big company? Which if you're working on a bot startup, you should ask yourself this. But really, if you're working on any type of startup, this is a great question. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, does, does your bot scale? Is it something a small amount of people will use? Or, you know, does your bot have the potential to... M- for, for mass adoption. And if you believe that your bot has the potential for mass adoption, that is awesome and that's great and you're on the right track. But now you need to figure out how do you get there, right? It's one thing to have the idea and it's one thing to build the product, but it's a completely different thing to get a lot of people to use it and so to actually own the market. I, I talk about this a lot in Captivology in my book. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs love to believe that if you build it, they will come. If you have a great product, people will just use it. That's bull. That doesn't happen that way. Um, there's a lot of engineering and there's a lot of marketing that goes into great products. Um, if you're building an enterprise product, you'll hear people like Mark Andreessen always say, um, sales really matters and putting a great sales team behind a great product and accelerate growth. If you're doing a consumer app, it's not just build a great product and it'll go viral. You have to build the virality into the product. You have to have a marketing campaign and a marketing strategy. Who's the specific use case? Who are the specific users? How do you reach them? If you're making a bot for college students, you better have a plan for how do you get on college campuses and spread. Yep, so everyone everyone that's building a bot, all you bot makers who are listening to this botcast right now, you should you should read this article. It's on chatbotsmagazine.com. You should listen to the questions uh, that we just talked about, and you should be writing down. You should be figuring this stuff out. How are you going to reach that mass market? Who who are your customers? You should you should go through that process because, you know what? Like it's not going to take you that long. Even if that takes you six hours or twelve hours or whatever, or a day, it is totally worth it. And and you and your bot and your team are going to be better for it. So let's go to the second. Let's go to the second article. So second article, uh, written by Sar. Oh, I'm gonna screw his name up. Okay, written by Sar Harib Hakti. There we go. Nailed it. Um, who, who we we featured an article from him in the last podcast, which was the first episode. And he writes all the time. He's super great. His article is all the bot BS. And basically, what he's talking about is. A lot of what people have been saying about bots is BS. And specifically what he means by that is everybody keeps saying that bots are going to be such a big bots are such a huge opportunity because there's over a billion people who are using Facebook Messenger and that people don't want apps anymore and that bots are going to replace apps. And he's saying this is complete BS and this that this is incorrect. Uh, and what he would like to point out, which is what he talks about in his post, is what isn't BS. Specifically what he says is this, so this is what he says is not BS. This is what he says is true. So great bots will not be made to replace apps. Bots will be in their own category, something completely unique, which, which I totally agree with. Great bots will create experiences that were not possible with apps. I also agree with that. We don't exactly know what that means yet, but that's why bots are so exciting. And then the third thing he points out is that removing a bot is a lot easier than deleting an app off your phone. So if a bot isn't good, it's going to die really quickly, which means that we're probably the it's going to be harder for bots to do do for bots to do really well. So and the, the, the bots that wanna, win are probably going to be really good. The thing I want to add here is that 
Uh, you've got to be clear about which interfaces are better for conversational UI bots or which ones are going to be better for apps. And there's always going to be a difference. Uh, you know, for example, um, Instagram will almost certainly always be better as an app and not a bot for many multitudes of reasons. Um, there might be a new kind of interface you can do for photo sharing, but there's just certain things that are easier to do with an app than photo sharing or than bots, and that's fine. Pick the actual use cases. It's not going to be some kind of blanket replacement. Um, so I think Sara is making a very good point. Everyone, like, think about where you can add real value and it's going to be a better experience. And don't think of it as replacing an app. Yeah. No, that, no, that's a great point. You shouldn't be, it shouldn't be replacing an app. You need to think of bots as a completely new thing. So, but by the way, before we get to our third article that we're going to highlight, Chatbots Magazine has grown so much and it's super crazy because all the writers for Chatbots Magazine, and there's literally over 200 of them. I think we might have hit 300. They're people like you. They're people who work at bot startups. They're people who don't work at bot startups. They're investors. And they're just generally people who are super, super excited and inspired by the future of bots. So if you would like to become a writer for Chatbots Magazine, it's actually super simple. Go to chatbotsmagazine.com and click apply to become a writer and we will review you. And if we like you, which we probably will, we will make you a writer of Chatbots Magazine and you can start submitting. It gets over 100,000 views a month. It's the number one source of information about chatbots in the entire world. And we would love for you to be a part of it if you're not. So let's get to the third, the third article. So third article is written by CareerLark, who is actually, it's actually a company which is in BotCamp right now. And they, it's, it's a behind the scenes look at BotCamp. So it's called The Bottrepreneur, part one of a regular series on life inside oh, the like Betaworks BotCamp. And so for everybody that doesn't know, BotCamp is a bot startup accelerator run by Betaworks, which is a prominent New York City-based investment firm slash startup studio. So they invest in companies, and they also kind of work on their own projects. They, and sometimes, if they do really well, they spin them out into their own company. You, you know a few of their companies, Bitly, Dig, all through Betaworks. Giphy. So they recently created BotCamp, which is completely bot-focused. And it's basically, usually, bot, uh, Betaworks will invest in a company um, no matter where they are in the world. But for BotCamp, they not only invest in the company, but they bring the companies to New York and they work with them for, for 10 weeks. And they give them advisors and they connect them with major networks like Twitter or Facebook or, or, or whoever. Um, and then at the end of the program, they introduce them to a lot of investors. And so BotCamp invested in eight bot startups recently. It's their first session. So these are the first eight bot startups they've invested in. And they're currently incubating them in their offices in New York City. Um, and CareerLark, which wrote this blog post, is, is, is one of those startups. And so we won't go into too, we won't go into any detail, actually, on what CareerLark talks about. But if you want to get a behind-the-scenes look at what's happening at BotCamp and what the experts are putting these eight startups through and what questions they're asking them and what they're having them work on, I mean, if you're a bot startup yourself or you're working on a bot, you have a lot to learn, and I recommend piggybacking on this transparency that CareerLark is providing on Chatbots Magazine. They're basically letting you into this very, very, very exclusive world, and this is this is some highly coveted information that you can get. It's cool, and it's a nice, nice job. It's a, I'm looking forward to reading this regularly. Yeah, it's super cool, and this is only part one, so there will be more parts. Okay, so now let's get 
to our favorite section. I mean, Ben and I love this section the most of, of the of the podcast. I think this is by far our favorite section, which is the Ask Chatbots Magazine segment, where the community, you guys, asks us, Matt and Ben, anything you want about bots, whether it's about conversational user experience or fundraising or how to get you know how to get more people to use your bot, and we will answer your questions. We take questions in the bots group, and we will answer them now. Ben, are you ready? to do this our favorite section all right i'm gonna start this one off though uh are you ready i'm gonna ask the first question boom i'm ready all right oh man i cannot these are some hard names um by the way (laughs) if we mispronounce your name let us know how to pronounce it correctly for the future i'd like to okay so i'm gonna try this uh veshkalov horbach asks what excites you about bots the most so I think it means to both of us. So Matt, you start. What excites what? you personally about bots the, most? bots the most? Well, okay, there's a couple of things. So one, obviously that messaging platforms have grown faster than social networks and more people use messaging platforms now than anything else on the planet, which is crazy. So there's just a massive amount of people who are on messaging platforms and bots are really the native apps of the messaging platforms and there really aren't a lot of bots yet. And so there's a huge opportunity for someone to come in and define what a bot is and what a good bot is and what those should be. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I think everybody grows up, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people grow up really fascinated by the concept of artificial intelligence. It's in books, it's in movies, it's in TV shows, it's all over the place. But I don't think most people ever thought that they would be able to be a part of anything related to artificial intelligence, especially on the development side of it. And I think the exciting thing about chatbots is that even though most of them aren't powered by artificial intelligence yet, it is kind of a segue into artificial intelligence. And I'm seeing a lot of developers all around the globe getting into chatbots because they're so excited that at some point they're going to be able to use artificial intelligence. And so those are the things that really excite me about bots. There's a lot more artificial intelligence tools coming out. Look. Um, there's a big trend in investing in AI, and I love it because I think AI is going to be part of everything we do every day. It's going to enhance how we think. It's going to assist us in every way. Chatbots is just like a major segue towards that. It's it's like you the know. gateway. It's like the gateway drug to AI. <laughs> yep. Totally, totally. All right. Second question. So second question is by Laxman Pepeneni Pepeneni. Uh, which is, how do you solve bot discoverability issues? Which, this is like a super popular question. We get asked this every episode. And we're not going to have an answer, uh, all the answers every episode, but we'll keep trying. So, um, why don't you start, Matt? Because I have some thoughts on, well, let me let me pick one. So, there's, there's a whole bunch of different things, right? Um, one is making sure, and Matt will say this, is getting on um, all the bot registries, and getting on like all the bot networks um, and yep. all the like uh, all those lists and like especially getting like early adopters to look and see in it um, I will say I think one of the biggest things is that using the same techniques and tactics that make other startup consumer products grow should be in your arsenal whether that's through uh, referral codes whether that's through um, uh, like social features a lot of different things those things can be applied to bots as well. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree. I mean, you need to get up on 
botlist.co, botpages.com. You need to get on productcom. Oh, you need and to be. You need, there's a Facebook chatbots group I hear. Yeah, so the Facebook chatbots group, which is about to pass 10,000 members, you need to post about your bot in there, and then you need to become a writer on Chatbots Magazine and write an article about your bot. And we're, I'm not just saying that because I created the bots group and the magazine. It's, I mean, it's partially because of that, but it's also because these are literally the two places you're going to get the most amount of distribution in front of people who are excited about bots. And that doesn't represent the entire world, but it is the number one place to start. That is where your early adopters are, which if, if you've ever looked into how to market a product, you need to start with the early adopters. And if they love it, they will go tell their friends. And, and I think we talked about this in the last podcast, and Ben made a really good point, which was, Sure, you can list your bot in all these places, you can do podcasts, you can make videos, you can write blog posts, you can post in the bots group, but the number one thing you need to do, first and foremost, is make sure that you have a really great bot that is super valuable, not annoying, and that people love. Because without that, you can post in all these places, you can do all these things, you can be the best marketer in the world, but it's not going to work. So, look, look at the traditional marketing segments, you know, online, uh, you know, email campaigns, message like, but also harness the uniqueness of Messenger, which is one-on-one -on -one conversation, which is referral, which is group messaging. There's a lot of other potential ways. There's not one silver bullet that's going to make people look at it, though. In the long run, it takes a long time to grow. Um, I yep. do have two book recommendations, though. One is Hooked by Nir Eyal, which is a great book on how to build habit-forming products, and I think that's really important for building a bot. And two, of course, is Captivology, my book on the science and psychology of attention. I'm legally required by HarperCollins to plug it. <laughs> okay, so third question. This is by Haynes Fink. So do you see a vertical that is more suited for bots than others? Well, yeah, there's absolutely uh, more verticals that are much more... Like, look, um, think just in terms of what verticals are more conversational and could benefit from it like photo and video sharing, Snapchat style things, probably not as useful for conversational interface. But things like assistance and uh, and things where you ha would normally have to have a conversation. By the Say, way, for example, by the way, flight. by the way, real, real quick, if, if anyone else there is making an assistant, please do not give it a female name. So, um, actually, this I'm going to double down on that point. Look, uh, all the assistants have been named uh, women. Siri or Alexa. Um, Ava. And I have... And I'm going to write a piece on this, but I'm a little bit upset by it because basically what we're teaching um, our future generations is that they can bark out commands to a female and that female will respond. And uh, I don't know how that's going to It's not play okay. Out. It's not okay. It's Just please, bot makers, don't – I mean, don't even name it a guy's name. Like come up with some sort of uh, name So like, for I a like robot. how XAI does it. Like X.AI is not a man or a woman. It's just X.AI. Actually, I think it's Amy. Is it Amy too? Uh, <laughs> okay, well, mo moving it. on. So, so verticals, uh, are there verticals that are more suited for bots than others? I think Ben says yes, there are. But the other answer is that no, there isn't. <laughs> Which, you know, you could have a killer bot in any industry you can think of. Um, and we don't know the answers to this. This is, this is an impossible one to know it right now. It is so new. It's 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 impossible, and there's a creative bot that you could do for anything. It's kind of like saying, do you think there's a vertical that is more suited for websites than others? And the answer is no. That's ridiculous. Um, so last question, 
how would you validate the product market fit for a bot if the same business model is executed via an app or a website? So I think what this is saying is if there were already existing businesses that were apps or websites, does it make sense to to make a bot for that same market? And how do you validate that? Absolutely. If it's the if it's our product, like we already we talked about a few of these actually earlier where they had already built a product like um, AllSetBot and um, Zoom.ai. Those were originally companies that are turning they, their, some of their products into bots. There's absolutely good use cases. Just think about what would that that interface be like? What would that experience be like? And you'll start getting closer to the answer. You know what? The, the answer to this question on how you validate product market fit, it's I mean, you got to build it and you got to put it out there. You can do things like you can write a blog post promoting your bot to see if people are interested in it. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do, but ultimately you're not really going to know until you actually build the bot and see what people think. Ding, 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 ding. You got to just try. All right, bot makers. That concludes episode two of the botcast. The botcast. You liked it? The botcast. We put a lot of work into this. We do it for you guys. We do it for the community. We love bots. We love artificial intelligence, natural language processing, machine learning. We love all of it. We can't wait to see everybody in New York City at our meetup. We're out. That concludes episode two of The Botcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch, tweet at me, Matt Schlicht, at MattPRD, or Ben Parr, at Ben Parr, or even if you want to tweet directly at Chatbots Magazine, tweet at ChatbotsMag. We can't wait to see you next week. Share this episode, post it on your friends' walls, send it to your colleagues, send it to your peers, send it to someone to inspire them to learn about bots, machine learning, artificial intelligence, natural language processing, and of course, conversational user experience. This community is going to grow, and you are going to be a major part of it. All right, bot makers, see you next week. Beep bop.